Hello, I'm Chris Waters, founder of Spirit of the Inca School of Energy Medicine in the UK and Academia Shamanica in Romania. Welcome to my podcast. Welcome, Jorge Luis Delgado. I am so happy to have you with us today for this podcast. Um, I've known you for many years. You're an amazing storyteller, and you've been our guide in Peru for as long as I can remember. And you were the first person that really introduced me to the Aymara tradition, but to that beautiful um, Lake Titicaca, the light that light that is in that special place. And um, yeah, I wanted to talk to you today about many things, whatever you want to talk about. But let's start with light, shall we? <laughs> Good day. Alin Punchai. Alin Punchai is already talking the light. Punchai or Punchao is the impact of the light. So from the beginning, it's about the light. And if we learn to greet ourselves, that's the mastery of the light. Because you remember your inner light. This is something that is missing nowadays. We are too distracted, too busy, you know, in different aspects. Probably has much importance, but the priority is not really what we do. It is what we are, remembering that we are in a new sunrise and a new cycle in the new world. So our impact, our presence in this world has to do with our own light. Indeed it does. And what a beautiful way to express that as well, like our own inner light, that sun that sits in our hearts. So, yeah. That's why Ajin Punchai means the impact of the light in you is magnificent. It's also like to say blessings from the light. In May next year, we're coming to Peru, um, and you are always our guide while we're there, through the Sacred Valley, but most importantly at Lake Titicaca. And I've, I've heard you speak recently of weavers of light, how we weave light—that's what we are—and and it's remembering that, right? Yes, a very important. You know, uh, this a new cycle we call the Pachacuti. Okay, the new Pachacuti. Uh, we have to remember this is a different Pachacuti than five hundred years ago. 500 years ago, Pachacuti was the entering to the night. Okay? So it's a huge difference now with the Pachacuti, which is the entrance to a new day. Okay? That's why this new cycle, it's also called Wilkakuti. Okay? So what is Wilka? You remember Wilkamayu, the sacred river. You remember Wilka Uta, the portal, Aramumuru's doorway. So, Wilka 
Ika means the sun, means the light, means sacred, means divine. So when we say Wilkakuti, we are talking about the return to the inner sun, the return to our own light, the return to the sacredness of life. All life is sacred. My life is sacred. Your life is sacred. And also means divine. Wilkakuti as the return of the divine self. Okay, so we are talking with all these words about light. Nearby the Korikancha, well, one of the streets of the Korikancha, the Sun Temple in Cusco, there is a street that it, it is called Aguapinta. It has to do with the Awana and Aguapinta has to do with the weavers, the weavers of light. As we are entering to the new day, the Pachacuti of the new day, the Wilkakuti, the return to that light, we really, we don't know how to fight. You know, that idea of the warrior, it belongs when you have to fight at the night. And at the daytime, we have the extra support of the Father Son, the extra support of the Mother Earth, the great Pachamama is giving, a, giving birth a new creature, a new world. We are part of that process. And in this process, we have to bring our real self. That is the light. One of the primordial or the first prayers that it was recorded by Molina in the 1570s. This prayer, you know, we don't know really what kind of prayers we have on the Incan time. We have some prayers, but maybe it started 40, 50, 60, 100 years ago. Because keep changing, you know, according to the situations in the history and many aspects. And that's a beautiful prayer that starts O primordial light that creates everything. So, the Inca culture is a culture of the light. And as we are aware that light doesn't fight because light is love. There is no love that is not in service. So all light is in service to life. So we are pro-life. Mm -hmm. So we can see all light is wise. There is no light that is not wise. There is no love that's not wise. But how we see wisdom? as a concept, as a title, as an initiation. It's a way of life, a way how we are related with all the creatures that the beloved Mother Earth loves so much. So we're not talking only about the human beings. So weaving this gift 
I call the golden threads. Through our belts, our chumpis, through our pop of the bubble of light that each of us we are, it has to do with the most important contribution we have nowadays to shine, to illuminate our path. And that light we have to weave every day with the Father's Son presence. We have to remember that threat, that flame, that inner sun in our hearts. So from there, we can create all kinds of changes in our lives. If we explore all our habits, all the way of life, we will see that most of our decisions, our habits, started at the night. I mean, in the past cycle. So we had to protect ourselves. In a way, we have to fight. But nowadays, we change that perspective. We are changing the old beliefs, like the belief in only in the things. Now we start to believe in the light. Now we start to believe in the which is love, service, and wisdom. Now we start to believe and we are optimistic of life, of the future. But at the night, with the confusion of the night, with the old beliefs, of course, we will feel so frustrated without hope, you know, how life is going to treat us. But it's all about how we are weaving those golden threads that comes directly from the heart of the great Pachamama, connected with our own hearts. So in Peru, we go through all these power places. You know, we call power kapak. Kapak is power, but that power is light. The real power is light. All the other powers, you know, it can be for a moment some kind of power. But after all, the real power is light. So when we connect with that light in our heart, we can clarify. You know, this is one of the qualities of the light. When we pass the night we start to see that light that changes all the perception of where we are. We start to see clearly that different gifts, all this manifestation, this beautiful life is celebrating life. All the plants, the birds and singing, the flowers are opening, the petals is here. So there is a huge expression of celebration of life. What we do, the children of the sun, we remember that we are that light. So we remember we have to bloom. We have to release the resistance to open the petals so we can be ready to share our nectar, our sweetness, our beauty, our wisdom. 
we are ready to share our lives. But if we are just focusing in these difficulties or the challenges that life brings, you know, we're stuck. So the real awakening, what we used to call the warrior, doesn't have to be facing enemies. We have to start digging in our heart that presence, that light of these children of the sun. Clarity, transparency, luminosity, enthusiasm for life, brightness, warmth, illumination. All those qualities of the light are the golden threads that give us the opportunity to transform our lives in such a great places that we bring that light, the bowels of light of Machu Picchu, it's not something that stays there. We don't just go to see it. You know, we go there to become that frequency. And those places are like quantum fields where we can manifest so much in our lives. Yeah, which is actually why we have extraordinary experiences in Peru that we couldn't have in other places, even, even though, you know, we can visit different sacred sites in different places in the world. For me, there's something so very special about the sacred places that we visit when we go to the uh, sacred valley and then up in Lake Titicaca as well. It's just something extraordinary happens. There's an opening, the hearts open. And we, I call it the journey of the heart because that's what happens. And I, and it's, yeah, it's there in the field, isn't it, Jorge? So we experience it literally, we embody it and then we can share it. That's what it feels like to me. That's why I keep returning. <laughs> yes. You know, it, it is so amazing that uh, from all over the world, people come and uh, everybody says that there is something that I don't understand. Mm. In reality, it's two vitalities. One is the causa y pacha the vitality of this world, the organic world. You know, the mountains, the lakes, the rivers, the stones, the minerals, the plants, the humans, all together. But in this world with the Mother Earth. Mm. Okay, but also it is the Kamak vitality. Kamak vitality is the cosmic vitality. Mm. It is the energies the cosmic energies that is stronger in the Andes, in Peru, because our ancestors used to open those portals. So many of these ley lines, vertex, vortices, you know, are really uh, places like, uh, like, like the Tachyon Chambers. Yeah. You know, nowadays the scientists are talking about the tachyon energy that 
They say it is even faster than the speed of the light. Mm. Can you imagine that? You know, it's not possible yeah. in our mind to imagine. Oh, how can it be faster than the light? You know, uh -huh. of course, we can talk about telepathy and some other things. But the point is that one of the names of the cosmic father, divine father, is Pachakamak. Kamak, C-A-M-A-C, is a palindrome word. So, uh, you know, you, uh, I like very much the palindrome words. <laughs> <laughs> they, go, so, they go backwards and forwards. <laughs> uh, it, it goes both sides, you know. It goes, uh, it's a portal to get in, to get out. So these are energy are transmitting permanently in the Andes of Peru with these mountains, the Apucunas. You see, you go everywhere in the world, maybe, you know, with more mystery, but the Andes is more alive. So this is one aspect, very important. But the other important aspect is that for this new cycle is the feminine polarity of the Mother Earth that is in a huge activation. The creation of the new world is feminine. Mm. So the feminine polarity of our beloved Mother Earth is in the South Andes of Peru. You know, it's not only me saying that, you know, it was the Dalai Lama that in the 1970s, They've been saying, you know, the new pilgrimage place for the searchers, for the pilgrims of the new era is in the south of Peru. The mayor of Cusco says, yes, Cusco is the center. But we know Cusco and Machu Picchu is part of that. But the Lake Titicaca is really the anchoring place. Mm -hmm. We call the place where is anchor the Ajayu, the anchor what we call the flame of the soul of mm -hmm. Pajama. So that's huge for us, you know. That's the most, uh, the most sacred, the holiest of the holiest, you know, mm -hmm. anchored at the sacred Titicaca. Of course, there are many metaphysical schools talking that's the feminine polarity or talking about the different temples in the etheric level, and which is another important aspect. Like in Machu Picchu, in Urubamba Valley, and Lake Titicaca, we see the beauty in this world, okay? In the Caipacha. It's so beautiful, the plants, the animals, you know, the energy, feeling the river, moving the energies, everything, but also... In the etheric levels, there is temples, the etheric temples. We used to call in the past the golden temples. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why many people, many Spanish thought that there is golden cities because there is golden temples. So they went to looking for El Dorado, many legends around it. But anyway, one of these legends connects with these golden cities, which are in the etheric levels. So there is some temples in Machu Picchu that has to do with a uh, the the six root rays, the seven root rays in Lake Titicaca, but the illumination temple, probably the most active. 
temple in the world for the new cycle in connection with the ascended masters, with the light beings, it is at the Lake Titicaca because it has to do with the awakening of consciousness, with the expansion of consciousness. So that's why a lot of people, knowing or without knowing, one way or other, want to be there, want to be in that encounter. And besides that, you know, scientifically, uh, the science uh been talking about the place of more clarity in all our beloved Mother Earth is Lake Titicaca. Mm. But as you know, there is so many temples in the etheric level, but also in the inner world, the solar disk temple, mm. you know, which is huge awakening and new memory. I just been in Egypt. Every temple in the top there is a solar disk. But wow. it seems that uh, they don't give much importance to that presence. Of course, they say this is a blessing, this is a good luck, something, protection, many, it's good. But the interest of the people is more in other histories. But in reality, the main symbol is that solar disk that it was brought by the Space Brothers into our lost continent of Lemuria and then to the Incas and then the Egyptians and well all the cultures in the world finally they talk about it. It's extraordinary, isn't it? I think this the solar discs uh, came up I think around 2012. A friend of mine, Jude Curran, was obsessed with solar discs and was going all over all over the world um, finding them. You know, where are they? But they're they are in the etheric now, but they were here, right? Yes, of course. Yeah, I, I was just remembering that I think that was that period of time. I had a friend who came in a trip with us, uh, yeah. maybe in 1990-something, 1995 or 98. And uh, he was saying, you know, I received some message. Later, published a book. Some years later, I was in Canada, and somebody showed me a book about the 13 discs mm. or something like that. Yeah. Well, people was asking me about, you know, the uh, what I think about it. I, I believe that in the moment when uh, this famous solar disc, because we have to remember something, the first solar disc came from the stars. Okay, mm. it was brought by the masters. So it was not made with gold of our Mother Earth. It was made with the gold from the hearts of the masters. Some mm. people will say from the heart of the space brothers. Mm. But that light, that's why we call it golden, uh, transmuted gold. The transmuted gold manifests the solar disk that wherever the disk arrived was much expansion. So it was one in the old Lemuria, you know, where the Le used to live. That's why we call Lemuria, so the old Mu continent. Mm -hmm. And in Peru, we have some embassies of it. One was Mu Chica, now we call Mochica, and the one Chi Mu which is the Mu 
de Himu culture, Himu and Mutin. The characteristic of these two cultures is that we have so many, many, many pyramids everywhere. Mm. And the pyramids in, in those places are even older than we considered all the official information. You know, like in Karal, they say 5,000 years old. When we talk about Egypt, we are talking about 3,500, 4,000. But probably it's older, you know, but when we consider only the official information, uh, we would say, you know, in Peru, we have the oldest pyramids, okay, in the world. But if we continue searching the histories of the solar disk, it has to do with most of the Andean cultures and it is interconnected with the places where it had been the solar disk. This interconnection is by ley lines. And I believe that after that, this solar disk, however, it was the most precious gift for all the people, all the humans, all this planet. So they create copies that they took to different different power places, and it was infused by that love, service, and wisdom of the masters that it was in the solar disk. Now this main solar disk is under the waters of the Lake Titicaca in a retreat called the Solar Disk Retreat. Some of the legends says they are the Lemurians. They're still guardianing this precious gift for all of us. And, and in a way, it's our consciousness, how we... we uh, grew our consciousness into who we are today. Exactly. You know, the solar disk really represents your consciousness. Uh, if we put a symbol of your inner sun, if we put a symbol of the father sun, if we put the symbol of the central sun, the galactic sun. So we are saying there is an alignment of the three suns that is the ray of light that never break, never disappear, never die. The eternal ray of light. So that led us dance in the spiral of the infinite consciousness. So in this way, we are anchoring that light directly from the heart of the Divine Mother into the heart of the Mother Earth. And from there, all the creatures of the Mother Earth can be in service, can get the benefits of it. So this is another way of weaving, you see, mm. weaving mm. from the heart of the Divine Mother. So we give a hand to the beloved Pachamama, you know, to bring more joy, beauty, harmony, peace with all the creatures of the Mother Earth. Yeah, I love that. I love what you just said. I'm going to listen to that over and over again, Jorge, because it just speaks. It's a poetry that that just spoke to my soul. That 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 was just really, really beautiful. Thank you for that. <laughs> that little piece of like dancing with a yeah. wow. <laughs> just beautiful. Thank you. So yeah, we will be with you in May. And uh I I'm really looking forward to I I just love these stories, you know, that because Although they're stories, to me they're absolutely real because they're 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 the creation stories, aren't they? They're what created us and and what um, nourished our souls as we 
make our journey through through this life. And I, I just love hearing them. You know, you know why you like to come back to Peru? Also because the stories keep changing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because do. the stories are alive, my friend. The yeah. stories <laughs> is spitted by by the presence of the humans, by the presence of the clouds, of the winds, of the plants, the trees. Everybody brings a contribution. So that is the beauty of the Andean teachings. It yeah. is not dogmatic. Mm-hmm. It is not this is the only way. It yeah. is not a religion. It is spirituality. It is consciousness. Mm-hmm. And that consciousness has a great, great power that arrives mm-hmm. to you one way or other, with one history or another history. One legend that it started, you know, like uh, maybe how many hundreds of years or thousands of years, it's still alive today because we still need to remember us that mm-hmm. essence. Absolutely. I, yes, 100%. And, and these teachings. So I, I get that because even in my teaching role, you know, it, the teachings are alive depending on who's there, you know. Yeah. And when we, the groups that we bring to you depends on who's there, what they, what comes out because it's, it's a living, it's not, you're right, it's not a dogma. You can't, you can't teach the same thing over and over again because it's, it's a living, breathing entity called consciousness that is, you know, we're growing it even as we stand together. <laughs> Isn't it beautiful? <laughs> it is, yeah. It's extraordinary. And I love it. I love how that works. Yeah. So, Jorge, I, I guess we need to uh, sign off now, but it's been a real pleasure to have you and and talk with us um, today. And I've loved listening to you and especially about the solo discs. That, that really enchants me. So I look forward to seeing you in May, but I maybe we'll catch up with you before then anyway. Okay, thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. It's always a great honor for me to share from our ancestors from the moment we are experiencing, always connecting with the Inca spirit. <laughs> yes, spirit of the Inca. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope that and maybe we can get you to do a webinar or, a, you know, a live Facebook thing sometime in the future before we go to Peru. That would be awesome. So we'll see if we can organize that too. Thank you. Okay. Very good. Real, real pleasure. Thank you so much. And okay. we'll see you on the path. See you soon. Thank you for being with us today. If you would like to find out more, you can check out my website, www.spiritoftheinca.com. And do please join us soon or get in touch. You can email me at chris at spiritoftheinca.com.
Gracias, Urpilei, son boy.